and welcome to the first episode of Ramcast. Whew, man, that is exciting to say. Fuck it, I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be amazing. I'm your host, Ryan Mathers, and uh, yeah, here we are. The very, very, very first episode. It's going to be interesting to come back to this later on. Probably be quite embarrassing, but it'll be interesting to see where we are and uh, how this podcast grows. Um, For this first episode, uh, we're going to keep it a little bit loose, a little bit uh, stream of consciousness, you know, that kind of vibe. I don't want to get too serious about it, get a little bit too, you know, edited too much. So you might hear the odd dog bark in the background or a chair crack or a fart or, you know, the odd cough because I just have come back uh, from having a little bit of bronchitis now. Actually, quite bad bronchitis. So, um, yeah, that's what happens, you know. You try to start your own business and you start your own podcast and you get sick because stress. But yeah, here we are. Amazing to have everybody here, whoever you are out there listening to this. And uh, yeah, so for this first episode, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about myself, uh, the podcast, my goals for the podcast, my desires of where I'd like to take it. Um, And then later on, have a little bit of a film related Q&A. So you get to know my vibes and, you know, where I come from, my brooches. So... What is Ramcast? What is it? Well, Ramcast is a podcast that I've been thinking about for quite some time. And it's um, something where, you know, we can discuss films, mainly. That's the what everything's built around. But I would also like to go into life, art, philosophy, mental health. Because fuck knows, we need to look at that after the last couple of years. And, um, you know, anything else that, uh, that anybody wants to chat about, you know, you let me know, we can have a gander, we can have a look and, uh, but always bringing it back to the world of cinema because that's what I love. And, and why, why is that? Why movies? Why are movies so important to me? And why the fuck am I building a whole podcast channel and production company around them? And it's, uh. It's very simple. I mean, it's a silly answer, but it is what it is. I love cinema. Cinema and movies raised me. They were my access to another world. I mean, I was a a shy kid from a divorced home with no friends. Had a big fuck-off Auburn slash ginger afro. Had the social skills of a piece of cardboard. And uh, movies taught me how to be that person that I wanted to be. Um, sometimes for better or worse, but, um, they, they were my access to archetypes that I wanted to be. And, um, they taught me also the value of friendship, the yearning for love, and also the, um, simple joie de vie of life. And, um, so I owe them something. I owe cinema a lot. So for me to start a little little podcast chatting about them is a nice little way of giving back, I think. But why now? Why am I creating this podcast and by extension, this production company now? Um, And this is where we're going to get a little bit deep. This is where things can get a little bit serious. Um, 
But uh, to be brutally honest with you, the fact remains of I the last five years or so, I've gone through a bit of a tough time. I had a thing I had to go through in 2017, 2018 that absolutely shattered and fucked up my world. And um, I, through learning to cope and learning to rebuild from that, uh, I kind of lost myself in a way and became a bit of a knob, uh, a little bit too serious, uh, a little bit too judgmental and not fun. And I, I lost connection with that person who I thought I was back in the day. I was, I was fun. I was easygoing. I was nice to be around with. And I wasn't that guy. You know, I became, um, what, uh, an old mate of mine, Dave Weber would call, uh, part of the, the brothers of beige, the sisters of pre-menstrual agony, where, uh, by the way, that's from a really, really great, uh, Billy Connolly skit. Um, and I just didn't, I didn't like who I'd become. And it was only recently that I started looking at that and dealing with that. And one of the ways that I realized of, you know, how I can not simply exist, but be alive again was through creativity. And, uh, that's what this production company and this podcast is about. It's a, it's an avenue for me to express or for me to create. And that brings me joy and that makes me feel alive. And so, uh, the fact is, yeah, I don't want to be that depressed asshole that I was for the last five years who had almost no self-confidence and no sense of self-worth and all that type of stuff. Uh, I want to find my fire. I want to find my passion again. You know, I want to feel alive again. And that's what this podcast and this production company and my whole vibe moving forward is. And, uh, yeah, it would be lovely for everybody to join me on that. So, yeah, that's what we kind of are about at the moment. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a nice little break now. And then uh, when we come back, a little Q&A session to, uh, so you can get to know me and all that kind of stuff. Catch you now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ramcast episode one. Uh, I've got to be really honest with you. I have been struggling to not make a Star Wars joke around the whole episode one thing. I have been dying to say Ramcast episode one, The Phantom Menace, but I've held back from that except for now. So, fuck. Anyway, I digress. So, I said uh, before the break that I would go into a little bit of a Q&A, which I found online, uh, which we'll go into now. Um, this is a questionnaire which comes from the um, Films to be Buried with podcast. It's uh, a podcast from actor-comedian Brett Goldstein. And um, he asked these questions to his guests to, you know, get to know them, kind of uncover what they like in cinema, what they don't like in cinema. It can be quite funny, it can be quite revealing. Um, so I thought I'd give it a go. 
Hopefully I don't get in shit for asking these questions. Um, but here we are. So, question number one. What was the first film you ever saw or remember seeing? Also, by the way, before I start, um, follow along with me with these uh, questions. Think of your own answers and wherever you are hearing this podcast, uh, wherever you got the link from the podcast, type your answers in. I'd love to hear what your answers are for these questions because, my God, this, uh, this stuff got me thinking. But anyway... As you can see, it's highly professional around here. So let's get back to the first question. So, what was the first film you ever saw or remember seeing? So, God's Honest Truth. The absolute first film that is burnt into my memory is Jurassic Park. My mother took me to go see it at Blue Root Mall. Um... I can't think of the year now of what Jurassic Park came out. Was it 92? 91? 92? Was it 93? I can't think now. Great film buff guy. But yeah, it was Jurassic Park. I Also, what you need to know about me, and this is very important and ties into Jurassic Park, is that I was, as a kid, I was absolutely dinosaur befuck. <laughs> like, I was dinosaur for Scrick. I loved dinosaurs. Like, loved dinosaurs, okay? So Jurassic Park for me was like a religious experience going to go see this film. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, depends on your your age or what have you, but around the time of Jurassic Park, there was uh, these books or these magazines that came out. I think it was twice a month or something around there where you used to get a little piece of a dinosaur skeleton with the magazine. So the magazine would tell you kind of about a dinosaur, be it a Stegosaurus or a Triceratops or Diplodocus or something of, you know, that nature. And you would get a piece of bone. Okay. Be it a rib or a collarbone or something um, that would glow in the dark, by the way. But you'd collect all the issues and it would form the skeleton of a Tyrannosaurus rex. And then later on, they brought out the skin, which you could clip onto the um, the skeleton, which I completely fucked up because I cannot paint with oils to save my life. Like, I have a little bit of a creative, arty thing in me. I did do art in high school. I did the art. But, uh, and I can sketch a little bit. And I can do, you know... Um, a little bit of watercolors, I suppose. It still looks a bit shit to me. But I cannot use oils to save my fucking life. I'm useless at them. And uh, that all started with that T-Rex skin on that skeleton. So, yeah. Uh, so, Jurassic Park, big one for me. I still remember when that fucking T-Rex comes through the top of the car, Jeep, whatever the end that uh, Tim and Lex are in. When that son of a bitch comes straight through, man, I I lost my mind. And also, I mean, Jesus, I could almost do a whole podcast on uh, Jurassic Park. But uh, also another thing you've got to realize is I, even at that age that I was, I knew that you couldn't put dinosaurs on screen. Like there would have to be stop motion or you could, or puppet or like... You could see like a tiny little bit of them, but you couldn't see the whole thing. Like I, as a kid, as a kid, as a kid, 
understood that. So when that CGI T-Rex, full-body T-Rex, came out of the electric fence and stepped in front of the two Jeeps, fucking little Ryan went to heaven. So yeah, thanks mom. Jurassic Park, tick, burnt into the memory. Burnt into the fucking memory. Next question. What was the film that scared you the most? And do you like being scared? So, my friend should be able to answer this for me, but uh, no, I do not like being scared. I hate fucking scary movies. I hate anything scary. Life is scary enough as it is. I don't need some fucking little Korean girl with jet black hair, you know, running around on all fours. No, thank you very much. But the thing that scared me absolutely shitless was also as a child, and it was the It miniseries that came on Mnet. Um, it was a, a two-parter, I think, miniseries. Can't remember now. Um, but all I remember as a kid is uh, It. Somebody was in a shower, and uh, the the there was the the drain at the bottom of the shower. These claws started coming out of the shower, and that shit is burnt into my memory and um yeah I, I i never fully recovered from that uh it took me a, i remember i couldn't sleep for like about two weeks after that i still fucking hate clowns because of it so i i made a thing that when they did the remake in uh, 2017 that i went to go watch it with my mates to try conquer this fear of it and i went and i watched it and shat myself so moving on next question what was the film that made you cry the most and are you a crier? So I'll tackle the second part of that first. So I am a crier, but in a weird way. So I'm, I don't actually, I can bottle my emotions quite well. So I can hold that shit in. So if something's deeply emotional, I won't cry, I won't crack. I look very stoic. Meanwhile, I'm like dying inside. But then I am the worst nerd crier in the world, in the world. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically when something so fucking awesome happens in a film, I'm talking in that kind of context, that it scratches that, that thing inside of you that you just burst into tears from joy. <laughs> and it's so fucking stupid to say out loud. But that's what it is. Um, going back to Jurassic Park, there's a moment in Jurassic Park that, that does this for me. And it's right at the end when... Uh, you know, the velociraptors are surrounding, you know, the, the the whole crew in the visitor center and they're about to attack and the one velociraptor is about to jump and it's got its arms open and its mouth open and it jumps and then the fucking T-Rex just comes out of nowhere and goes, wow, and grabs and it does this particular sound and then the music kicks in and my God, every time that happens, I, I, I get teary-eyed. I start having a little cry. Another big one for me is the portal scene from uh, Avengers Endgame. On your left. <sighs> Jesus. Screws me up, man. But the f So that's that one part. But the film that made me cry the most. Hands down, I wish I had a better answer for you. A more like intelligent, kind of, you know, smarter, cooler answer. But i got to go with Marley and Me. That film... Did terrible things to me. <laughs> also, don't recommend watching the film while you have a Labrador sleeping on your lap. Um, 
if you don't know what Marley and Me is, it's a, a film about uh, the life of a dog. And supposedly, it's a true story, uh, supposedly the naughtiest dog that's ever existed. And it's the life of the, this dog um, through the lens of kind of this family and, you know, the husband and wife get married and then they have kids and they have problems with that and, you know, just problems with life and how this dog even though it's the naughtiest is uh the, the this <laughs> i'm actually getting fucked up thinking about it <laughs> but it's um just, it's just beautiful it's a beautiful film i did a, a horrible ugly cry to the end of that movie if you know the ending you know exactly what i'm talking about but um and not one of those nice like small tear cries i'm talking that like <gasps> you know like you know you know we <gasps> you know one of those I dropped one of those bad boys. So, yeah. Marley and fucking me, man. So, moving on. Next question. What film is terrible, but you love it? This is a difficult one. Because I'm trying to be the kind of person now that doesn't think of films is like shit or terrible or like that's bad or that's bad or that's good or whatever because everything's art man and you know everyone put passion into it and i don't want to be that guy but you know <laughs> you've got to answer the question and uh for me i wouldn't call the film terrible but it's it's got to be um it's got to be terminated salvation i mean i love uh, that's the fourth film in the terminator franchise with the uh, or Christian Bale, if you don't know. Um, and yeah, that's that's it's not good. It's not good. It's got problems. It's completely the wrong color tone for a, um, a Terminator film. You know, where's the dark blues? Where's the grays? It's this kind of like washed out, like deserty kind of thing. You know, it looks more Mad Max than it does uh, a Terminator. Um, they fuck up the whole, you know, you can walk around in the day but you can't go out at night meanwhile in the original terminator you have to go out at night because you can't walk around the day anyway you know then there's sam worthington's accent you know when he's talking to old johnny c he starts becoming very australian you know, i didn't know your name till two days ago you know where the fuck did that come from you know marcus right and then of course there was the whole thing you know with um christian bell and his his rant on set and you know i'll tear your fucking lights down you know that kind of thing so the movie's got problems, but by, oh, and you know, the whole spoiler, you know, getting stabbed through the heart ending and having a heart transplant in the middle of the desert during a post-apocalyptic war. Fine. <laughs> you know, fine. Such is life. But, uh, I still really enjoy it. I still really dig it. That opening scene with the missile drops on, you know, the satellite dishes and Bale comes, puts his foot down and shoots the T-600 in the head. That's nerd joys right there, man. That's nerd joys right there. Okay, let's uh, let's jump ahead here. Um, what is the sexiest film? Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's think about this one for a bit. So the first one that pops into my head when it comes to this type of thing and the film's not sexy at all, is Basic Instincts. It was a Basic Instinct, or Instincts, I don't know. It's the one with uh, Michael Douglas and uh, Sharon Stone. 
directed by Paul Verhoeven, by the way, from uh, Robocop and Total Recall. And uh, yeah, it's 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 nineties, pure nineties B grade shit. It really really is bad, and it's trying to be this kind of like nineties sexy and whatever. And but then you just you get dialogue like from Sharon Stone where she's like, "I liked fucking him, and he liked fucking me." And you got Mike, uh, Michael Douglas getting all hot under the collar because of that, and you know, fe- feeling things in his bathing suit area, and it really. It's really not. It's really, really, really not. You know, and then the old famous scene, you know, where she crosses her legs and you see her right up into your the old vagine. Okay, all right, you know, fine, whatever. But, uh, no. So, that was the first one that popped into my head. But, uh, if I really had to think about it, it's got to be a film called Out of, Out of Sight. With, uh... George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez. I think it's a Soderbergh flick as well. I'd need to double check that. But really, there's some stuff, there's some chemistry going on there in that film that is white, white, white hot. Um, If you haven't seen it, really go check it out. It's got a really great um, John Cheadle performance in it as well. as this kind of like crook style thing. Um, There's a particular scene in a car boot. Or a trunk, as the Americans would say, between uh, old J-Lo and uh, George Clue. That, uh, that's very steamy. Um, so, I that would be my recommendation. And then, moving on swiftly to the next question. Which film do you most relate to? Hmm. This is an interesting one because if you'd asked me this like 10 years ago or something you know i would have gone like oh you know train spotting or fight club or you know something which makes no fucking sense because i'm not scottish and you know i haven't been addicted to heroin and you know also i don't have a split personality that i know of and haven't started an underground boxing ring so there's that um but honest to God, the film where I, as I was watching it, I almost felt like I was watching my life on screen. It was the weirdest fucking thing. There's a film called Boyhood by Richard Linklater, um, which stars Ethan Hawke. And I can't remember the young actor's name who portrays the kid. But it was this film that was shot over many, many years. And they shot it uh, a section of it each year. And I think they did it over the course of 10, maybe 12 years or something over this kid's life from age, whatever it was, 8 to 18. I'm probably getting that wrong, but that's kind of the, the gist of it. It's a fantastic film. It's really, really, really beautiful. And um, there's a particular scene in there that really hit me really hard. It, it, it brought up some really visceral memories for me. And yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful film. On to the next question. Which film is objectively the greatest ever? Well, art is subjective. So, you know, my greatest and your greatest are different things, but, you know, we can't knock them. Um, The film that is considered the greatest of all time is Citizen Kane. I have not watched it. I know about Rosebud. I know about The Sleigh. Spoiler. Um... 
And I don't think that I would be able to call that the greatest film of all time, even if I did watch it, because I... Sure, it's technically marvelous for its time and what Orson Welles did and everything, but is it the greatest for me? I don't know. Um, if you look at IMDb, their top 250, their greatest of all time is Schindler... Uh, not Schindler's List, I'm sorry. That's my greatest of all time, spoilers, um, is um, Shawshank Redemption, which is also an incredible, incredible film, inspiring film. But would I consider it the greatest film of all time? No. So my film that I consider the greatest of all time, which I let slip earlier, because that's just how my mind works, um, is Schindler's List. I don't know if it's the greatest. Actually, that's a, it's, let me put a little caveat there. I don't know if it's the greatest, but I think it might be the most important. It's definitely the most important for Spielberg's career, just in terms of what he did with that film. And... I don't want to go into it too much without really breaking it down and really getting into the nitty gritty of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone knows about Schindler's List and everything about it. And yeah, so that would be my, my pick for that. Then going on to, let's see how we're doing for time here. Okay, we got time for one more. So going on to our last question, which film is the one you've watched the most? Well, it comes down to three films because I had them on VHS as a kid. I taped them off, I think probably Mnet and it would either be Terminator 2, Robocop or Rambo First Blood Part 2. Cormac, I'm coming for you. <laughs> That's the worst fucking <laughs> Stallone ever. Anyway, I gotta work on that. Um, there's a there's a joke about um, Stallone and a. Uh, <laughs> this is a complete tangent. There's a joke about Stallone and he starred in a, a porn film and um, yeah, I'll bring that up on another podcast. But uh, anyway, that threw me off on a complete tangent now. But yeah, so it's it's one of those threes. Terminator 2, Jesus, I have seen, I don't know how many times, Robocop. I think it might be Robocop. Robocop is burnt into my memory. It is absolutely a core part of me. Uh, going back to Mr. Paul Verhoeven, it's, uh, it really, really, really is a part of me. But yeah, anyway, so that's the little questionnaire done. That's the first episode of ramcast done it's a little bit sketchy it's a little bit all over the place it's not perfect but it's out the door uh i thank you so much for listening if you got this far uh and being part of it uh my name is ryan you can come find me on instagram at uh uncle ram za u-n-c-l-e-r-a-m-z-a and uh before I go, I'll leave you with uh, a description of a reel that uh, a friend of mine posted this morning and it gave me the giggles. And um, it's this this Instagram reel of this dog and he's at the vet. I think it's a he. Anyway. And he's standing on top of the vet's table and the voiceover goes, Winnie is a wiener pit. Just like your mom. Yeah.